It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I am your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf, basketball, baseball guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, Dave underscore Essler. And you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. Well, Uncle Dave, it's Saturday, so we got to uh, we got through the week of work. And uh, it was actually a pretty good week and a very good week for you when it comes to golf. I want to start out with that, Uncle Dave. Quick update on how you're doing. I see Twitter right now blowing up. Uncle Dave has all these top fives, top tens, got everybody in the running to win. And that's really not a surprise if you guys have been following Uncle Dave the last couple of weeks and what he's been doing with his golf picks. I mean, it's been nothing short of amazing. And once again, we got a bunch of guys in the running for you as well. So, Uncle Dave, I'm going to go ahead, let you go ahead and, and kind of recap how you're doing heading into Saturday. And these guys have already teed off. Some of them have teed off already this morning. So you kind of already have an idea of where your guys are looking. And uh, hopefully we'll end up, you know, cashing a bunch of tickets like we did last week. So how are we looking so far with your golf stuff today? So far, so good, Sleepy. They all teed off early. I guess I got weather coming in this afternoon, so... You know, a lot of these guys are a lot of these guys are on the back nine already, but uh, you know I'm a little annoyed right now. Siwoo Kim, I have him to win. He's tied with Simpson, who I also have, uh, but Kim just gave back two shots. He missed a couple of putts under six feet. I got Horsell sitting a shot back. Kisner two back. Redmond two back. Harris English two back. So you know I got a lot of guys sitting right there, but it doesn't suck to have three of the top five guys going into the back nine on Saturday. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I took Webb top five. He's been second or third here. I figured always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He may end up winning, but I took him top five at like plus 350. You know, he was the favorite. And at, at I think it was 11 to one. And I just didn't see, you know, the, the value between the two. Uh, because as you know, one shot, one missed putt can make a huge difference. And and I would have been a little annoyed if I had him 11-1 to 1 to win and somehow we did finish second. So, you know, I, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We'll uh, we'll make some money one way or the other. We cashed, I think, both head-to-heads we gave out on the pod yesterday, which I think that puts me, well, I know, that puts me at 13-1 and one on head-to-head. So I think I'm probably going to quit now. We've got some serious regressions probably due. But so far, so good. So far, so good is right, Uncle Dave. You know, I'm a little upset that I ended up not taking my own advice, I wanted to go ahead and double check back on Horschel top 40, and I forgot to do it. And obviously, we see where he's sitting at right now. Um, he's right up there near the top. So that was money I gave away, but I did end up cashing those those two fades, one against Rose and one against Kepka. So that was a good thing. So at least I got some winners under the belt. And my one guy, Bryce Garnett, who I expected to do well, Actually didn't golf all that well, so he came up short. So it should be a profitable golf tournament for me as well. All right, with golf out of the way, let's jump over to the NBA. We have a playing game today. This one should be a good one here, Uncle Dave. Not exactly the uh, the matchup that a lot of people were expecting. A lot of people thought maybe the Blazers would struggle, uh, being that you know a lot of a lot of guys on that team were talking about they didn't even want to play, and then it turned out that you know they wanted to play. But a lot of people expected those Pelicans to be here, and the Pelicans were the team that ended up out. So let's jump into the Grizzlies and the Blazers here. Total 232. A little bit of juice here coming in on the under. Blazers right now 
six and a half point favorite. I have a prop play that I really like for this contest. I'm just curious what you think about this one, Uncle Dave. I noticed that you didn't have anything uh, as of right now on pregame.com. At least I didn't see anything for the NBA today. Do you have any? Um, do you have any opinion on this one? Or what What you think might happen? Well, I I like the under here quite a bit, Sleepy, and so far that is seemingly supported by the fact that it's still sitting at two thirty two, open to two thirty three. Three quarters of the tickets are on the over, as you'd expect. I mean, I think people are are probably looking at a a, a Morant versus Lillard, you know, slugfest, if you will, and I don't see it. You know, this is the playoffs, and, and Portland didn't look good the other night, uh, barely scraped by, and that was a super high-scoring game. So I, I think they're, they're probably a little tired. I'm not sure they want a run-and-gun game. So, uh, you know, Memphis can play defense. I, I, I just don't see, uh, you know, it's a playoff game, and I don't think they come out for the jugular. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the first half under – but I did bet the game under. I, I don't see it going over. And and uh, that's really about all the logic I got on that one, buddy. It sounds like a typical wise guy handicap to me. And I thought the same exact thing last night, Uncle Dave. I agree with you 100%. I think, you know, both of these teams are going to approach this game with, you know, a lot of caution, especially the Grizzlies. I mean, they lose, they're out. And if the Blazers lose, well, then you know it's another tough game. And if you go back and you look at what the Blazers have done, you know, their last three or four games, I mean, they've been razor close. I think they won by three points, three points, and then one point in their last three games. And you have to wonder, have the playoffs, you know, wore this team down because of where they started out? You know, they had to go ahead and go on this type of run. You know, you just got to wonder if they have a whole hell of a lot of energy. And I think the easiest way for them to approach this game, and probably the Grizzlies, Grizzlies don't want to get into a slugfest where it becomes you know, Lillard and McCollum outside running and gun and shooting threes because the Grizzlies just simply won't be able to match them, you know, bucket for bucket. Eventually, the Blazers are going to hit far more threes than the Grizzlies. So I think the Grizzlies, if you look at what they've done typically throughout the season, what they've been doing inside the bubble, they've been playing much slower. So the Grizzlies have no choice but to go ahead and slow this one down. And I, I have a gut feeling that the Blazers will play slow just because they understand what's on the line here. Win, get the hell out of Dodge, and defensively, you can't go and, and give up 130-some points you know, each and every game. That That's that's just not going to work for you. And I agree with you with the under here. I was hoping this one opened up. I was talking to Dan Rivera last night, and I'm like, what did it open up at? I'm like, wait, 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 let me guess. I'm like, 236. He's like, no. Nah. He's like, 232. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like... I wanted like 236 because I was going to fire on the under, but I still think there is some value left here at 232 under. So I'm right with you, Uncle Dave. I think under is the way to go um, in this game. I certainly wouldn't disagree with you. But one one of the bets that I that I that I don't like, and I'll just tell you what I don't like, and that's laying the points with the Blazers. This is a team typically that likes to play down to their competition. They can go and play the Lakers, they can play the Clippers, and they can you know play neck and neck with those guys. They could play a team like the Nets or they could play a team like the Grizzlies and they'll play neck and neck with those guys. It doesn't matter who they play. It just seems like they just play down or they play up to their competition. So laying six and a half points here with them is just, it's it's simply a bet that I just won't make. I, I feel a lot more comfortable betting the under 
than I do laying the points here with the Blazers. Let me give you guys a prop pick that I like for today. Now, Uncle Dave likes the under. I like the under in this one as well. But I think because of this under, a few things are going to happen here. I like Nurkic points and rebounds under. The reason being, he's going to have a tough assignment today going up against Valanchunas. If you look at, at just rebounds throughout the league, I think Valanchunas ranks like fifth or sixth. I mean, this guy's grabbing like 13, 14, 15 rebounds a game. I think that's going to hurt Nurkic in a sense. When it comes to Nurkic points, I can only think that, you know, like a guy like Lillard is going to eventually take this game over. And if we're talking about a slower pace, well, that's going to create less shots. It's going to create less points. So I have a feeling Lillard will have the ball in his hand, and it's not going to be like one of those run-and-gun situations where, you know, like maybe the defense is, is out of is out of sorts and maybe Nurkic gets some cheap ones. I think the slower pace will, will make more for a defensive game where, you know, the defense could actually set up a little bit. And one of the big factors for me is if you go through and you look at Nurkic from the time he came back, the big knock against this guy right now that a lot of people probably haven't noticed are his fouls per game. Go back and look at like his last five games. He's had like five, five, six, six, five, and like four. Like this guy has fouled out three out of his last eight games. He's had five fouls in three out of the last eight games. So six out of the last eight games, he's had five or six fouls. If we just fade the under rebounds, well, that's cool. But why not fade the under rebound and the under points put together? Because now he's got to beat us in two areas. But I think the fouls will eventually catch up to him. And the Blazers understand one thing about Nurkic is that he's important to this team. And if you go back to the last game when they played against Brooklyn, he was needed in that fourth quarter. And he had five fouls sitting on him. And the Nets ended up making a lot of buckets on the inside because he was afraid to foul out. I think the Blazers will kind of approach with caution. If he gets an early foul or two, they're going to take him immediately out of the game, replace him with Whiteside, so you don't have to deal with that particular situation. You might say, well, what's the difference between Whiteside and Nurkic? Well, one of the things that Nurkic actually does really well, he gets up and down the floor like a forward. He can get up and down the floor a whole hell of a lot quicker than Whiteside, and, and Nurkic has a very good passing game. He, he can average you know, four or five assists a game. I'm not sure exactly what his assists for this game are, but I'd be willing to bet they're over three and a half. It might even be like four. So you're taking a guy who can distribute the basketball and work in a much faster offense versus what Whiteside is. So I'll give you guys that one. I went on a little bit of a tear there, but I do like Nurkic points, rebounds under 27 and a half. You guys can find that one at FanDuel. All right, Uncle Dave, that's enough for the NBA. Let's jump over to Major League Baseball. Throw a couple of quick games at you here. Let's talk Mets, Phillies, Mats, Nola. Mats will be on the mound here for the Mets and Nola on the mound for the Phillies. Phillies right now right around minus 160, a bit surprising to me. Total sitting here right around nine. I'll let you rip and run with that one. What are you thinking? Well, I like the over there a little bit, Sleepy. I mean, Nola has to regress. Um, you know, he's facing a team that's seen him. You know, he got hit. But way back when against the Fish, then he played the Yankees, who had never seen him, struck out 12. Then he threw eight innings against Atlanta, only gave up two hits, struck out 10, while the Braves aren't hitting, and and they're missing a bunch of key guys. So I don't think that Nola is going to be beast mode like he has been. I think he'll give up a few. 
Uh, and all he has to do is give up a few and let that Phillies bullpen in there. You know, the ERA for the season is uh, like over nine. I think it's, I think it's over 11 the last week or so. So to me, that's almost a, a no brainer. I mean, I do get Nola being that high because you're looking at Matt's and, and Matt's has been anything but good. You know, Washington, who's having trouble scoring, except for last night against Baltimore. The last two games, he's pitched seven and a third innings and given up 13 runs against Washington. So I, I don't know how Philadelphia doesn't score. And we know uh, Mets bullpen is, you know, I would call them marginal at best. So, you know, I'm not enamored with Marty Foster being behind the plate, the home plate umpire. He tends to be a, an under umpire. But I just think that, you know, when I when I play a total of nine, I like to see both teams be able to get to four runs, which makes it a push at worst. And I'm, I'm sure the Phillies will off of Mats in that bullpen. And I suspect that the Mets maybe scratch out a couple off Nola and then the and then because they're going to get nine at bats being on the road and then, then they may get a couple off the Phillies bullpen. So I'm liking the over in that one, Sleepy. Um, I, 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 I can't justify laying minus 160, although um, I, I, I don't think the Mets can win either. So I suppose if you wanted a pizza bet at minus 160, we could do that. I agree with you with that one. I looked at that and I'm just like, is Nola going to keep pitching lights out? You know, I'm not sure that he will. You know, when I was looking at, at the overall stats, I'm like, all right, so what are these guys doing? Combine them. Let's check them out. And one of the things that was alarming to me is the fact that, you know, Mats isn't very good, but it's not like Nola's not. But if you just combine their stuff and you look at their overall stuff here, they both pitched 37 innings total. They've given up 35 hits. They've given up 11 home runs together. They've given up five walks. So it's like I'm going to get a hit. Every inning, I'm going to get a home run every other, and I'm going to get a walk, you know, every third inning. It just seems like there's going to be guys on base here, and we know that Mats is is not in, in good form right now. So the Phillies will probably get the runs off of him. And is Nola, you know, is he going to improve off his last couple of innings? I don't believe so. Like you said, the Mets know him. So for me, it would be the over, and I know that, you know, this this line's at nine, but it is going to be a day game in Philadelphia. It'll be warm down there. The ball flies out of that park, and both of these teams know these guys. So, um, you know, we might end up getting it just with Philly. So, you know, it, the, the line is saying Philly's going to win this game minus 160. I, I just don't think that, you know, they have a whole lot of faith in Mats. But, you know, if we can get through NOLA in five, six innings and just get a couple innings out of that Philly bullpen, which is scary. And that's why I won't lay 160 with that team. Um, I agree. I, I like the over in this one as well. So let's jump over to an early game here. Uncle Dave probably should have did this one first, but this was one that we had on the list. St. Louis, Chicago. Wayne Wright will be on the mound here for the Cardinals. Giolito for the White Sox. Right now, White Sox minus 170, total of seven. Heavy juice here on the under. I'll let you go ahead and rip and run on this one first here, Uncle Dave. What are you thinking? Well, I'm not. So we're going to talk through this one right now. I mean, you know, the Cardinals have played five games and haven't played in two weeks. They've still got guys that are not going to be playing. So, I mean, how do you handicap that? I don't know. You know, I, I hate to bet on the Cardinals when they don't have Yadier and he's not playing. At least last I knew he wasn't playing. So that's a tough one. 
So you'd, you know, you'd think that Giolito would be automatic. We know Wainwright isn't what he used to be, and he hasn't he hasn't thrown much. But you know, do the Cardinals look at what Miami did with their long layoff and and what they're doing right now, and said, you know, hey, maybe this is a good thing. You know, that total of seven is is really concerning for me because you know Giolito's had his ups and downs. He, uh, you know, he, he's had some good games, but he's had them against the Indians who who aren't a very good hitting team. You know, last time he played a team that could hit, Minnesota took him took him took him to the cleaners. He didn't even make it through four innings. So the potential is there, but who's gonna be in the lineup for the Cardinals? I just don't know. Uh, and I, I don't trust the White Sox bullpen. They haven't been very good over the last week or so. They've 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 blown one save and have an ERA over five. So I think any bet on the White Sox you almost have to assume that Giolito would would give you a a quality start and and have a reasonable lead and and I don't know what to expect from St. Louis so you know I'm not going to lay minus one seventy I think if you made me bet that game uh, just because that total is seven I'd have to take the Cardinals run line and and I have no real bearing for that other than you know mathematically give me a run and a half of the seven they project. Uh, because you know, for it to just sit there at seven, um, something is something is amiss there. So, if I had to bet that game this afternoon, I I I would take the Cardinals run line and hope that Wainwright is rested enough to to get them through. Yeah, I mean, you know, their bullpen's rested; they haven't pitched in two weeks. So, um, gun to my head, Cardinals run line. What do you think? I think the complete opposite, and it's a it's a wager that that typically I won't make. And I've told people on this pod that I typically just don't make these wagers. And that would be to go ahead and play the, play the White Sox on the run line. The line's at seven. So you have very little margin for error. But what I, what I think is going to end up plaguing the Cardinals here is the fact that they've been off for a while. But if you don't have Molina behind the plate for Wainwright, that's just going to create a very uncomfortable situation. I don't believe Wainwright's all that good. I mean, we're, he had his moment in the sun years ago. But just go back and look at what this guy's done. At least I get the White Sox at home in the box, you know, who have been playing for a while. So I'm concerned for Wainwright today. I understand that, you know, the White Sox haven't been tearing the cover off the ball. But this just smells to me, Uncle Dave, like one of those 4-1 games where the Cardinals come out. You know, they, they, they get back in the groove a little bit, but they just don't get a whole lot going. But my concern is for Wainwright. And the fact that he don't have Molina behind the plate um, is a big concern for me because, those guys have been together for a very, very long time. And and we've seen, you know, a number of, like you can go through all the catchers in the league and it doesn't matter, you know, what anybody's opinion is. But if you're talking about a guy who has a high IQ when it comes to, you know, a catcher behind the plate who knows, I mean, this he, go through and read up on, on Molina. I'm not going to get into it on this pod because we just don't have the time, but just go through and look at Molina and know, and, and learn a little bit about what this guy does behind the plate and, you know, what he remembers. I mean, he could, he could actually remember guys from two years ago uh, at a particular at-bat. He could tell you every pitch. The guy has a photographic memory. It's kind of weird, but I'm worried about Wainwright without him behind the plate. So I would go against everything that I always say, but I just have this weird feeling that the White Sox will end up, you know, covering this game small. But I think why are we going to lay – you know, a big price with them. It just doesn't make any sense. So um, I'll go against the grain here, Uncle Dave. I'll, I'll go against your play here and, and play the White Sox 
laying the run line. Well, let's keep going here, Uncle Dave, because we still have a few more games to get to. Why don't we jump to the Battle of the Bay here, Uncle Dave? We have the A's and we have the Giants. Manet will be on the mound here for Oakland. Gosman for the Giants. Manet will be around a minus 137, 140 favorite. Total right now sitting at eight and a half. I'll let you rip and run on this one first, Uncle Dave. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, this one's an easy one for me. I actually like the Giants, believe it or not. I mean, they're they're kind of begging you to take Oakland at that price. And, um, you know, I, I would have liked it a lot better had uh, the Giants not blown that game last night. But Gossman's been pitching fairly strong. So, you know, I, I can't knock him. And he's a guy that will do well in a bigger park. He tends to be a fly ball pitcher. So... For that reason, I want to take the Giants. What I don't want to take the Giants is their bullpen is horrible. And, you know, we saw that last night when they when they kind of blew up. And then you got Menea, and he has not been a shadow of what he used to be way back when. Um, you know, sadly, if you want to bet on the Giants, uh, Oakland does have a bullpen. So what I'm thinking here, Sleepy, is uh, – I would probably consider the Giants in the first five, and I would strongly consider the over. Uh, it's not the best ballpark for an over, but I think the line reflects that. So I think Giants first five because I can't take their bullpen, uh, and I think both teams score some runs. Both bullpens were used and abused last night, so it's not going to take much more than a crack. So I'm, I'm talking myself into the over here as we speak. What do you think? I would agree with you, and one of the reasons why I think the over actually might be a good play is I'm expecting Gosman to go ahead and regress at some point. Now, this is a guy that I've actually faded the last two times that I – well, the last two times I've bet against Gosman, um, it, it's hurt me. It hasn't worked out well. But the fact that this game is going to be early today, you know, there will be a lot of sunlight going on in San Francisco today, and it will be windy. Generally, the, these afternoon games in San Francisco are windier. You know, if you can get the ball going out just a little bit, um, you know, this one could get over. And I think there's plenty of power, at least in that A's lineup, and uh, enough guys that, you know, at least enough lefties stepping in the box for that team. I don't know. It's, it's just one of those plays where immediately I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, I don't know. This one, this could be an over. And if Manea is, you know, out there just doing what he's been doing, I mean, a couple homers, a couple walks in his, in his games here, I just, you know, he's just giving up too many hits too. I mean, I could see a lot of guys on the bases today, and even if the ball's not going out of the park, um, just, I just see a lot of guys being on base today. These guys are allowing, you know, almost two hits every inning um, combined. So for me, it would be the over. And typically, I don't like. I, I've been burned so many damn times trying to play overs in that park because you just know how hard it is um, in that park. But some reason, some some reason, is just saying the over is the way to go. So I agree with you with that one. So let's shift over to hockey, Uncle Dave. I gave out some. Uh, <clears throat> I gave out a hockey play the other day with the Golden Knights and the Blackhawks. I went ahead, took that one over. That one cashed. I'm going right back to that same wager again, Uncle Dave. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play the over again. I just think it's too much offense. I'm not going to get you know cute or anything with that. Golden Knights right now minus one eighty. If they're going to lose a game, it's going to be this one. So there's no way I would go ahead and take the Knights. I just don't think that you could, you know, consistently lay 180 with the team. And I, I know this Knights team, if they're going to lay down, it's going to be this game. 
but I do see a lot of goals in this one. Money's coming in here on the under. You know, maybe we just play an alternate an alternate line here. Maybe we can go ahead and find a five and a half, maybe like minus 130, 140. I think that that would actually be a, a reasonable wager. But, you know, if you have to play the over six, go ahead. But I like the fact that money is coming in here on the under. I'll probably look for a five and a half alternate, you know, minus 130, 140. That'll be one thing um, that I certainly will do. Uh, what else do we got left here? How about NRL, Uncle Dave? I gave out a an NRL play for those of you uh, who who follow some rugby stuff or a bunch of degenerates and, and stay up late at night. But there will be a game on tonight at midnight Eastern time. There will be a game on tonight at 2 o'clock Eastern time. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play the 2 o'clock in the morning game. I'm going to play that one over. That's between Canterbury Bulldogs and the West Tigers. I won't get into a handicap. Um, I could give that out maybe on, on Twitter because we're running real short on time right now. But I like that game at 2 in the morning. I like that one over. And the midnight game, I'm going to give you guys a decent plus price on a guy to score. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take Kurt Mann to score. That's Kurt Mann, M-A-N-N, plus 225 to go ahead and get on the board tonight. I like Newcastle. I like this team. And they're going to be without a couple players tonight. So I think one of the beneficiaries of that team will be a guy like Mann if you go out and you look throughout the season. Uh, Mann has actually scored, you know, he scored early on in the season where when that team was kind of banged up. So I think that there's a chance that he gets in there tonight and gets us a try. So Kurt Mann plus 225 to go ahead and score. Uh, UFC, I gave that out on yesterday's pod. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Stipe. I think right now I just, I don't like betting against guys in their retirement. I don't like taking guys that are in their retirement fight. So I'll give you guys that. Uh, tomorrow we'll try to get Uncle Dave on here so we can go ahead and uh, and see how everything is looking, especially with those golf plays, and then we'll we'll rip and run with the rest of the card for your Sunday. But with that said, you guys can find me on Twitter, SloopyJ underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave at Dave underscore Esler, and you can get us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck today. Enjoy the games.